There are two types of old school Nintendo video games. One, where you can get to the end of the game to the final boss, but he is impossible to beat. To this day, I've only beat Mike Tyson once by a judge's decision in Punch-Out. The other is the game that is so impossibly hard that you can never get past the first level. I remember this always being the case for Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom or the Back to the Future game. The same goes for the video game version of Top Gun. Come to think of it, maybe it was just movie-themed video games that were impossibly hard. All I can remember in the Top Gun game is constantly being shot down by the enemy and having no idea why, just within the first few minutes. In fact, you can probably blame this game for the reason why I never entertained the notion of joining the military. Wait, who am I kidding? It it wasn't the game's fault. I've never been the guy who loved cars or was fascinated by airplanes. You know how a group of men can huddle around an engine or a broken car and debate about what's wrong? I'm the guy who is off to the side calling the tow truck. I'm not the fix-it guy or the engineering type. As a kid, I never imagined myself flying planes. But way back in 1986, you could not be a kid and not know what Top Gun was. You certainly had a friend that was way into it. Of course, they picked themselves to be Maverick, and so you were forced into choosing between Goose or Iceman. And I never knew who to choose because, wait for it, I didn't see Top Gun until I was in college. I'll pause here for you to pick up your chin off of the floor. Even though I didn't grow up with the movie, Top Gun seeped into pop culture. You couldn't escape it. So as somebody who wasn't super interested in fighter jets or motorcycles, I still knew all the quotes. I feel the need the need for speed. I knew about the infamous Iceman chomp. I for sure knew how to rock out to Danger Zone, but also was familiar enough with Take My Breath Away to know that it was the perfect background song for a makeout session, even though I truly didn't know what making out meant at the time. Don't worry, as soon as my college buddies found out that I hadn't seen Top Gun, we quickly watched it in our dorm room, thanks to my roommate's illegal downloaded collection of all things film. As soon as it was over, We promptly went to the university's sand volleyball courts and tried to pass as athletic menly men while we played the Top Gun soundtrack on our boombox. But we knew our limits and decided it was best for all to keep our shirts on. Welcome to Movies Are Life. I'm your host, Nathan Chandler, and today we are focusing on the much-talked-about 2022 summer blockbuster hit, Top Gun Maverick. Top Gun Maverick has only been out for around two weeks, and it just seems like the film of the summer already. It's been the most talked about movie in some time to go outside the bounds of Comic-Con online chatter. I've seen friends on social media posting about it that never seem to go to the movies. I was at the movies last weekend and saw a huge group of boomers taking a selfie outside the Top Gun marquee. I never have had huge stakes in the franchise, but after hearing such positive things, it was a film that I wanted to see in the theater. This sequel, once again, focuses on Tom Cruise as Pete Mitchell, a.k.a. Maverick. Even after 30 years, he is one of the Navy's top aviators, and despite his rebellious ways, he is asked to train and prep a young group of aviators for a dangerous mission. If you haven't seen the first movie, you can still easily go into this one and enjoy it. The filmmakers anticipated this, and they have provided plenty of callbacks to catch you up. It seems like this movie is bringing in both avid and new fans alike, so I thought it'd be fun to bring in guests that fit both molds. This movie has had so much buzz around it that even my wife wanted to go see it, and that's why I wanted to have her on. It's rare that we get to see a movie together that isn't a family film, so I thought it'd be fun to bring in Whitney to get her take, especially since she hasn't seen the 1986 original. We're going to bring in a dear friend of ours, Sarah Woods, to discuss her take. Sarah and her husband used to be our old neighbors, and we saw that they went and saw the movie over Memorial Day weekend. We all used to live in a cul-de-sac, and we would sit around and we would talk about all the television shows we were watching and the movies we were able to catch here and there. So I thought it'd be fun to hear what she says, because I don't think she gets to go out to the movies very often. Then after that, I'm bringing in Donnie Goyette. I could have told you he was a Top Gun fan even before the sequel was announced. So he's going to come in and let us know if this movie met his expectations. So grab your aviator sunglasses, hop on your motorcycle, and let's go. Here's your fair warning. We will be talking about both Top Gun movies in a spoiler-like fashion. So if you haven't seen either film, you have been warned that we are entering the danger zone in full force. So I know Whitney, she doesn't have a background uh, with, she hasn't seen the first one. So she went into this movie cold. Had you seen the original movie? 
Wait, I'm sorry. Whitney has not seen the first Top Gun? <laughs> no. I saw parts. You know, like, I was okay. six. So were you. <laughs> no, I get it. But, like, just throughout life, you've never seen the whole Top Gun top, start to finish? That That, I feel like that's, you're a really small minority there. I think so too. And I think maybe I shouldn't have been on this podcast for that reason, because that's <laughs> I said, this is the one that I'm, but yeah, no, I, um, I, I mean, I know parts of it. I knew what had happened. I, I saw like the yeah. parts I was supposed to know, but no, I don't remember sitting and watching okay. it start to finish. Well, so to answer your question, Nathan, I, I have seen it. And in fact, I really, really love Top Gun, um, the original and have seen it several times. Um, Casey loves it too. So I think you know my opinion about Tom Cruise, which we can talk about later. But there are a couple of movies of his that I really do like. And Top Gun is one. A Few Good Men is another one. So I have seen Top Gun several times. Yeah. The original. Yeah, it's funny. Tom, Tom Cruise wouldn't ever be on the top of my list of my favorite actors. But one of my favorite movies is Jerry Maguire. And he, of course, is the star oh, of that yeah. one. Yeah, so good. Yeah, so. so good. You complete me absolutely. <laughs> and so I, I thought, <laughs> I thought this movie could also have been uh, titled "Top Gun." The old man still got it, uh, basically. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What What about Tom Cruise? Do you not uh, appreciate? Well, there are a couple of things, and I, I hate to be, you know, talk bad about anyone, but when he runs in Mission Impossible <laughs> with really tight arms. I just can't. I can't handle it. I don't know. It's It just drives me nuts. And then the jaw clenching, there's always a lot of up-close jaw clenching um, that goes on with Tom Cruise. And so there's just something about him as time has gone on. And maybe it started with the jumping of the couch with Katie Holmes. And I know that he didn't actually jump on the couch. I've listened to a podcast about what really happened there. But maybe it's just his his personal life or something that's gotten in the way. But uh, for whatever reason, there are a few movies I really appreciate. But in general, he kind of drives me nuts. Okay. Um, OK, go back a little bit. So what do you mean he didn't really jump on the couch? Well, so I was listening to another podcast um, about do you remember that on Oprah? The oh, Oprah yeah, show? for sure. Yeah. Okay, so everyone visualizes Tom Cruise literally jumping over the back of the couch. It's like this collective memory that we all seem to have. But apparently that didn't actually happen. Like, I think he just stood on the couch for a second and it wasn't nearly as dramatic as like our collective memory of it, Uh, which I think is interesting. You know how we all, you know, leaned into that moment, whether we liked it or didn't. Um, but I always thought that he like launched himself over the sofa and, you know, was cheering for, you know, his relationship, but I guess it didn't actually happen that way. Um, but it's kind of like the, the jumping the shark situation where I just was like, I, I'm just not a fan anymore. Um, but his, his mission impossible style running was what really did it for me. The friends that we saw the movie with, like they were mm-hmm. so elated and excited when he ran through the snow. <laughs> and I guess that oh, there's right. no spoilers, but at the end they were like, he did run. He made it. He ran. And so maybe it's his iconic it's move. It's iconic. Yeah. It is. It is. And I also loved the fact, and, and when Nathan said, you know, your alternate title, what was it? The old man still got it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when they did the scene that mimicked the volleyball scene yeah so in this one of course it's football I mean I was rolling I was laughing out loud but it's like you have to have it well and you I have was, to have it they strategically shot him from like the side one time so you didn't see like his front like old man you know chest area right. I was trying to figure out the nice way to say that but they like shot him dad, like dad bod. yeah they like turned him sideways and I was like, oh, that was nice of those videographers there. Right, right. Hey, if I, I wish I had people like that hanging out with me all the time. Yeah. If, if that was my dad bod, I'd be I'd be doing pretty well in life, I think. <laughs> I know. I know, right. Yeah. What is he? He's yeah, fifty nine. Fifty nine. He's yeah. fifty nine years old and he no, he looked yeah. I mean he's he's killing it. Yeah, that's or impressive. his editors are except I will say this movie was shot two four years about three or four years yeah. ago. 
And so they played that. Yeah, he held the movie. This was supposed to come out in 2020. And it's been delayed because of the pandemic and they've held on to it. Okay. I was going to say, did he hold it because of COVID? Okay. I think he wanted people to see it in theaters, which I think you do need to see this one in theaters. But um, they showed that clip of him at the beginning, like thanking viewers for coming. Did they do that at your theater? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. And I think that was a bad move because he looked about (laughs) 10 years older through the pandemic. The pandemic did not help him. It like, I know it was bad hair. Yeah. And he was like, he looked old and I was like, oh my gosh, he's so old. And he looked younger (laughs) in the movie. So for sure. Yeah. Whoever's doing his makeup and like you said, his editing, I need them to just walk around with me all day long. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So as, as a fan did, did this movie meet your expectations? Yeah, it really did. Um, so Casey and I went to see my husband and I went to see it. Um, and we, we really did love it. And I'll tell you another thing that's interesting is that, uh, a couple days later, we watched the original with our son and then my husband took him and he loved it. So it was interesting perspective from, you know, we'd been waiting for, when did it come out originally? 86. Um, Okay. Right. So we hadn't seen it probably since 90 or something. And I mean, little bits, but we'd been waiting for the sequel. And then my son got to see it in, you know, consecutive days. Um, but I thought that the action and the jet sequences and, and really just seeing, I had no concept of what military um, fighters are out there doing as far as flying. I thought that was really fascinating. Um yeah you know, just all the skill that it takes and how scary it must be to be up in the sky being shot at. So I, I liked that part a lot. And and I know that my son did too. He was super impressed with all of that. Yeah. I thought, well, that's what I kept saying is the, I, the action movie of it was so simple compared yeah. to what action movies are now. And so I really right. liked that because we knew what the, we knew what the goal was. We had a plan and we were yes. like real excited when it happened. And it wasn't like introducing a million different plot lines over and over. There was like a good story that went with it, but it was still yeah. so much action. Um, and, and it's for kids, it's not like a gory action either, really. I mean, it's a, exactly. it was a frightening action, but it wasn't gory. Right. Well, and I think you nailed it too. I mean, it was the one mission. Yeah. You know, and and saw how they had to practice for that mission. That part was fascinating to me, how they can put that all on the computers and actually simulate all of that before they went in. And so I agree with you. And I think that that's probably what our son liked as well. It was like, you're just on the edge of your seat with that one mission seeing if they can do. And of course I loved Rooster. Oh, oh, well, yeah. How could, how could you not love Rooster? (laughs) Um, We took our, we took our 11 year old and her friend as well were, was there with us. And um, I leaned up, I could tell they were, they were sitting in front of us and I could tell they really liked it. Like they were into it. They, they were following along when the crowd wanted to cheer, they wanted to cheer. But I leaned up and I was like, put my hand kind of on their heads. And I was like, oh my gosh, they did it. Like right when they accomplished something, I don't even remember what part. And the two of them, they go, we don't get it. (laughs) And I go, you don't get it? And they were like, what are they doing? Like on the mission? And so I like gave them this brief explanation, like about like war and what was hidden and out there. And then they both went, oh, Okay. Yeah, we're real. We really loved it. And I was like, oh, good. <laughs> so yeah. they followed yeah. along, even if they didn't really follow along. Yeah. Well, and I think, I mean, I know that my son, he's 10, and I know that he was really impressed yeah. with that too. I'd have to ask him since my husband took him, you know, if he really got it. Yeah. Um, but he came in just like go, raving about it. Yeah. So he just thought it was the thing. Yeah. Why do you think? Well, I'll tell you what, why I think this movie's become so popular is one, uh, our age, maybe we sort of grew up on it. And so, yeah. you know, taking our kids back, you know, to it. So you got that. And then also probably our parents, their age, the boomer generation, uh, them going to see it as well. And so, and I, I like what Wendy said about it. And we talked about it. It's just, I think the simplicity of the movie, it's easy to say that Absolutely. they don't make movies like this anymore, but I mean, 
there's really nothing like huge that really happens in it. But the in-between moments, I mean, the relationship between him and Penny, not all that like deep, but the scenes are effective and they work. So um, did you like, did you guys like the relationship between Tom Cruise and Jennifer Connelly? I think that she is adorable. Um, Of course, because I, innately don't love Tom Cruise. I wasn't buying it. (laughs) But no, no, I'm kidding. Um, No, you're not. No, you're not. You're not kidding. (laughs) Yeah. All I can think is like, he's not staying with you. He he can't be committed to you. He's, he's out. No. Yeah. I I thought the same. And I was like, girl, look around, you'll find other ones. But, (laughs) but no. Well, I, I can't decide if I think it was brilliant that they never explained who she was so that constantly people were like, who was she in the first movie? Or if it was, or if that was a bad tactic because had they just explained to us who she was? Cause the whole time we were like, was that that main girl? And we were like, no. And we had to like, look it up in the middle of the movie. And then we were like, was that supposed to be the sister? Like it just didn't, we, I just needed to know who it was. And I think they should have like showed if they had that little girl, if he Mm -hmm. knew her, they should have, even if it was a made up backstory, like told us what the backstory was. So we could like appreciate it a little more. I, Nathan, did you remember the mention of her name from the original? No, no, not at all. So, um, oh, okay. Yeah. See that? See now, if Nathan doesn't even remember, you know that they probably should have mentioned it. Well, because I figure, you know, us that maybe aren't as in tune with with movies and the, you know, what happens. But, but yeah, I, I kind of felt the same way. Um, it, it's one thing to just introduce a new character, but the fact that we were kind of supposed to remember her, I was going, I don't know. But I will say that one thing I did appreciate um, only because our kids are going now that it's kind of their generation is um, as far as, you know, the, the sex and all of that, there wasn't any of it. There wasn't. I wonder why they chose that. Was that a Tom Cruise choose or what was that? that? Yeah. I, I turned, this might be too much of information information but i turned to whitney during the scene of that i guess where they allude to it and i was like you know they're just hitting on what like women really like here it's just a good conversation interrupted conversation in bed with you know no kids around or anything you called it old man sex that's what you called it you said this is some old people sex or something and i was like yeah yeah. They're like more interested in pillow talk. Yeah, yeah. with with no kids yeah. and maybe like some rain outside. Yeah. 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 She's like, uh, could you just take your shirt off and that's it? That that would be great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That kind of, that part kind of made me giggle. So, so going back to the question, that was probably my least favorite, but you've got to have it in there. I mean, of course, you know, you've got to have a relationship in there. Um, and I know that there are, you know, it's the question of, does he stay? Does he not? You know, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah. Well, this is right. I mean, I think we would all recommend the movie, correct? To, yeah. For everybody. I'd recommend it. Definitely. Yeah. And even for a oh, PG-13, sure. if you have a kid, I mean, yeah, yeah. supervision, not, I mean, there's some language in there, but um, nothing, nothing too bad. And so- um, I did. I did have a question to pose to both of you, and if you had a call name, what would it be? Oh well, you can't put me on the spot. Oh, Why? <laughs> That's the point of it. Um, oh, oh. I wish I would have gotten that question ahead of time. Yeah. Nathan. you're sneak. <laughs> what oh, would yours be, Nathan? <laughs> yeah, Nathan has to say it too. I'm the one that yeah. asked the question yeah, here. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I'll speak in definitive statements like the movie. Uh, I ask the questions here. Um, no, what would yours be? <laughs> uh, That's really your personality right there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, gosh. Hmm. I need to think about that. Mine would be, okay, I'll tell you what mine would be right now. Just because it's summer and I have the kids at home, mine is Survivor. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm just surviving. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Or or maybe surviving with an ING. <laughs> I like it. What about you? I, I have nothing. I like got nothing in my head. Nothing. Um, I'll come up with one. I know. Oh, you have one? No, I don't have well, one. Well then that's not a fair question. <laughs> so, I'm sure I'll think of a hundred better ones after I get off the phone. I'll yeah. text you. Uh, Anthony, so- I have a question for you. Okay. 
I have a question for you. Since you're our movie guy, what did you think about Val Kilmer's role and how they did that? I I, I thought it was great. And so I yeah. before he even came on, I leaned over to Whitney because I knew this uh, a little while ago. He produced his own documentary. On, it's on Amazon. Yes. Did you see that? Yes, yes. You did? <laughs> I haven't seen it, but oh. um, I've watched probably first 10 minutes or so. And then I said, I'm going to have to watch this by myself because <laughs> I'm really interested in it. So, yeah, yeah. So I knew about his uh, throat cancer and, um, and so I, I thought they handled it really well. Apparently they did some tricks towards the end when he did actually speak to get his voice to sound okay. uh, decent when he talked to him and stuff. Um, but okay. yeah, no, I liked it. I thought, I thought it added. I loved that he was yeah, and um, Whitney even this is maybe too. She said he kind of looks a little rough, and I, I said, well, if you've seen the documentary, he actually looks really good in this movie. So, uh, but right. yeah, right. but um, yeah, I liked it. I thought it, I thought it added added a lot, and it it was cool that they seemed to work that out, uh, considering all his uh, health you know health issues that are going on right, right. now. I think it right. helped explain um, why. T- Tom, well, not Tom Cruise, Maverick would have been given the the freedom to act as rebellious as he has all those years because, right. at, at, like, I liked that once he had passed, like, his safety was not of their, like, he was out the minute he passed. And I was like, right. oh, that makes, that, that helps that to explain. Sense. Yeah, because right. I just don't think of the Navy as being somebody that's just going to let somebody be kind of so wild and carefree. Right. Um, unless there's exactly. something there. So. There's a couple of things we didn't talk right. about. I know you sure. maybe were trying to, but here's my couple of things. <laughs> okay. Um, I said I didn't have anything to talk about, but you <laughs> skipped said, it. I know. I was just saying, no, and, and I didn't know what he was getting into. No, yeah, having us no, on and here. I, yeah. And I and I said, I said no. We'll get in front of the microphone, and I I, I bet you you will have plenty to say. <laughs> yeah. Well, what I was going to say is you could really tell it was 2022 or 2020, whenever they made it, because of the diverse. Um, the diversity within all of the, uh, are they cadets? I don't know. Yeah. Whatever a- the, uh, yeah. but aviators all or, the yeah. aviator, all the, all the fighter pilots, you could tell the diversity. I do think they should have had two women as opposed to one. Uh, but I'm glad they had I, one. Yes. Um, but that was my, our friend I, we went with leaned over and said, there could have at least just been two. So I do think there could have been yeah. two women, but, um, to have some diversity, but also to have some that were risky, some that weren't, a guy that looked like Bob and acted like Bob and he still made it far, like getting to be far into the movie. Um, I think that, I think that that was cool. I'm, I'm glad about that. And you could, it is funny to go back and watch the old one where our world just didn't think like that. You would not have put, I mean, it right. was, yeah, you just didn't, you just didn't think like that. So um, I thought that was cool. Right. Um, and then I think it's kind of weird. Like this really, <laughs> This is going to tell a lot about our 11-year-old daughter, but she was like, it's an action movie. Somebody needed to die. And I was like, oh, well, really? Okay, great. But I do think it's kind of weird that nobody died. Right. Was that like a planned thing? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I think it's weird, but I actually liked it. I did too. She didn't, but I did. I did. Yeah. You know, because I thought, you know, rarely do you see that. And- Let's be honest, there's a lot of death right now going on. And so it's like, you know, I kind of liked that everyone made it through. I mean, barely. Yeah. You know, we've got people passing out driving into the sun. Yeah. But barely, but they did all all survive. And I kind of like that. And I think that when you've got someone like you were talking about as rebellious as Maverick to be able to take all of his students through and they all survived because think, you know, I mean, I know he had Val Kilmer's character, Iceman, protecting him, but it wouldn't make it nearly as legit if his students did, in fact, die. Oh, right. You know, it's kind of totally they've got to survive or what is the point of you being here? Right. So I did like that part. I did, too. And I also liked, I mean, uh, well, you all know where I stand on um, gun violence and guns, but um I really liked it where, which is I'm not pro gun violence. Let's, let's, let me clarify for anybody that does not know. Um, But like, I really liked that um, you could see the, you could see the purpose of those, the planes and of the Navy and their role was to decimate 
an object as opposed to a group of people. Um, Cause I've yes. never actually thought about that. And that just shows my naivety towards the army or Navy or anything Maybe. of that nature. But I really found that very interesting. Um, I did too. So I thought that was cool. Good no, I, I totally agree with you that. And that's what I mean, where I had this respect for the military thinking, you know, I, these things had never occurred to me. And I know that I knew that they were being shot at and I know, but, but just the missions themselves and how important they are. You've got one shot, yeah. you know, and you're putting your life on the line. Like, I don't think I'd ever really thought about that. Certainly I haven't ever really looked at it um, like I did with this particular movie. And so I, I really appreciated that part. And I agree with you. I'm glad that they were um, detonating the bombs on an object, not a group of people. We see groups of people all the time. This was kind of a nice change. Nice. Yeah. Good, good, good deep thoughts there. <laughs> Thank you. You said, you said you didn't have anything deep to say about this movie. And... How do we do that? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> This is the point of the podcast where we talk about gun violence. I'm just <laughs> and just let Whitney and I go. Yeah. Uh, well, that's a whole nother episode. Yeah. Let's find a movie about that. And yeah. We'll go to town because people will know what they're getting. But I, I, I like the message of just uh, older generations passing, uh, passing along to the younger generation, trusting them. Uh, I mean, he literally, you know, Iceman literally types it out. <laughs> Let it go. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I mean, but I do think that's a good message uh, to the, uh, at least the boomer generation of just like, Hey, we just, we just got to trust that, you know, the younger generation knows what to do here. But of course, then he takes, but then of course, Tom Cruise takes the lead in the plane. So, you know, I don't know. He's the only he's the only name on the movie poster, so I, I don't know. So <laughs> I'm sure there's a sequel coming. Tom Cruise won't let his character die in a movie. That's just that's right. just not happening. Nathan, has the actor who played Rooster has he been on anything else? Well, I, I mainly know, you know I mainly known him from Whiplash. That's where he first got really big. Did you ever see that movie? Okay. About the he, what is it? Whiplash. He's the he's a drummer. Uh, J.K. Okay. J.K. Simmons okay. is in it, and he plays his really mean uh, instructor. It's uh, excellent. You've got to see Whiplash. It, it's, yeah, it's so okay. good. But J.K. Simmons won an Oscar for his role in it, um, and so okay. he's done. Um, I mean, he's done a lot of movies, uh, and he probably hasn't like broken as hard as they wanted him to. Like, I think he was in the okay. Fantastic Four reboot that was not good, apparently. And so, but I bet this movie yeah. finally gets him to really, <laughs> really right. I mean, surely. Yeah, yeah. You can feel all the girls in the theater really enjoying his presence in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I just liked it that he was so much like his dad, you know? I mean, for those of us that loved Goose and were brokenhearted in the original, uh, it was so nice to see him you know, playing the piano and having that personality that he, we loved so much in the original. That was a lot of fun. He he really did well because he, he was, I, I think he's a good I actor. So. He's a good actor, but when him playing, I mean, Anthony Edwards' son, you know, Anthony Edwards has never been known as someone who's been a jacked guy. You know, you think more of a kind of right. the more like dad bod. Right. Yeah. And so, but then I thought he did an amazing job of embodying his spirit and even the way he uh, walked um, and just composed himself. It was exactly, it it, it was like, I mean, it's just how you would think a son would be like his, you know, his dad. I liked it. The one to show up to the bar, not in uniform. I loved that little nod. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 I'm sure Tommy Bahama is really going to appreciate this film. I'm sure the sale of Hawaiian <laughs> shirts is going to skyrocket after this one. <laughs> no. Yeah. Please no. No. <laughs> the only thing that I really think is interesting, and I think I mentioned it at the very beginning, um, was just the perspective from our kids who saw the first one night and the second, the next versus those of us who had to wait for so long. I think that's really interesting. And my husband was saying, he goes, I think I was 10 when I saw the original and then here I am taking my son. So that part of it is just, that's just really neat that we're able to do that. I think. Yeah. And enjoy it. And it was, you know, a good movie. 
Right. Yeah, and I really yeah. appreciate that they let your kids go. Like, really, the only yeah. thing that if you are, you know, worried about that, it was language, but it was like appropriate language, like when they're like flying a plane and it was like scary. And Definitely. so like, that yeah. was about it. There wasn't a lot of blood. There wasn't a lot of, um, well, there was no, no real sex or anything. So, yeah. No. Yeah. Just some old man. Just some talk. O- old man running on a beach. That's it. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> Well, cool. Well, thanks. Uh, we we know you're busy. And so uh, thanks for taking the time out to come on and yeah, give your thoughts. Fun. Thank you. Thanks, Donnie, for coming on to the show. Uh, the reason I reached out to you, I, honestly, I didn't even have to look on social media to see if you saw this film. I just knew, inherently knew that you probably went and saw this. And so, uh, and I was right when I reached out to you. So uh, tell me a little bit about your relationship to the Top Gun franchise. Uh, I've, I've been a, uh, I've been a huge fan of the movie. Obviously, uh, you know, I, I saw it way back in the day as a kid, the first one. And I have, I own it on <laughs> VHS. Uh, you know, I own it on, uh, on DVD, Blu-ray, I have it all. So, um, yeah, Jill, my wife. Do you gets have the laser disc? I... <laughs> no, no laser disc. I never, I never got into the laser disc. But uh, yeah, I, I've watched it. Uh, I don't know how many times. Uh, Jill, my wife, always gets mad because I'm literally shaking the walls and in, in the in the house with the surround sound whenever it comes on. So, so did this. Uh, did this movie meet your expectations? Yes. And then some, I, I thought, uh, from start to finish, I, I mean, this was everything that I expected, wanted. Um, this movie was fantastic. It had everything. So, um, and if you're a Top Gun fan, it had, it had everything that the original had and more. So, with little tie-ins to yeah, the I, original movie as well, if you if you uh, if you caught them. Well, w- one th- one thing uh, for sure, I thought that it. I, I don't think you have had to see the first movie to appreciate this one. In fact, it does some uh, just does some classic flashbacks uh, flashback scenarios <laughs> to the first one. Uh, yeah, and I I I really appreciated uh, the actors. I mean, there's no doubt about it that this has cheesy moments but they are presented in a way the actors know it but they are talented enough to pull off the lines i you know certainly tom cruise but all the supporting i mean john ham was made for this movie just to be the um evil general so to speak i don't know if he's a general i'm not great at uh uh, naval classifications but sure (laughs) um uh yeah, but I mean, there's even even the moments at the very end where, uh, you know, there's the timer of how fast they have to have the mission. And I was like, does the one guy have to have the stopwatch? He just has to have the stopwatch to, you know, he doesn't trust the digital time. Yeah. I, I don't know. So uh, there's even a moment where John Hamm is literally staring out the window talking to Maverick. And I'm pretty sure it's raining outside. But for some reason, this movie pulls it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He was... Uh... He, you know, he was a a good bad guy. He was the perfect uh, admiral kind of, you know, dickhead, so to speak, if you will. And uh, he pulled it off nicely. I mean, it was, uh, I thought from the previews that, uh, you know, you see Ed Harris in there in the, in the previews. And I thought he'd have a much bigger role than he did, but um yeah, when they kind of transitioned from Ed Harris into John Hamm as as the main, you know, uh, bad guy, so to speak, or challenger, if you will, of the film, I thought, yeah, right off the bat, he was great. He was great. Is this a film that your whole family went and saw, or did you just go see it? No, um, actually, my mother was in town, so uh, <laughs> she's a Top Gun fan, too, so she actually went with us, but yeah, my my wife's not a a big movie unless it's a romantic comedy. She's yeah, she's out on the movies. Well, so. I, <laughs> yeah. Well, this was one that was definitely on my radar that I wanted to see, but I wasn't necessarily clamoring to go out to see it. And 
last weekend, my social media feed just was blowing up with, I mean, just people I knew that didn't normally go to movies were going to see it. I, I think its success is that it's spanning generations. So definitely our age has the tie to it when they were kids, but it definitely, um, we're kind of in that, we're not quite Gen, Gen X, but we're not quite uh, millennial. But also, I mean, I'm saying that this was also a film that spoke a lot to the boomer generation as well. Cause I think there's a lot of, in particular older men that are going to this uh, movie. But um, I think that's what, how the, why the movie succeeds is because it's able to t- talk to multiple generations. We were able to take uh, my oldest daughter to it. And even though she didn't quite know what was going on <laughs> in a lot of parts, like uh, she, yeah. her and her friend were genuinely laughing at a lot of the moments that happened in the film. Yeah. What, what were some of the things that you really liked about it? Um, you know, I, I just, um, I picked up on a couple of things from the original film. Yeah, I agree with you. You didn't have to see the first one, but um, one of the main plots was, was Rooster, you know, being Goose's son and the whole backstory of Goose and, you know, I'm sure if you didn't see the original, that might baffle baffle a couple of people. But uh, but yeah, the, based on the numbers for Memorial Day weekend, um, I'm pretty sure everybody and their mother went and saw this film. So, I mean, they broke records. So, um, but yeah, I you know I have friends of mine that were in aviator jumpsuits with uh, with the Ray Bans on that went and saw the movie and. You know, there's, uh, I've seen stuff on Facebook that's all over the place of from small to tall, everybody went and saw it. So, um, as for parts that I loved in the movie, I uh, just, I mean, I was drinking it in, uh, I did just go see it at a regular, you know, and I say regular because most of the theaters now all are, you know, recliners and have bigger screens and stuff, but, um, I did just go see it at the at the local down here in Yukon where I'm located and uh, Yukon, Oklahoma. And uh, I plan on seeing it again and I'd love to see it in like an IMAX format or, or something like that with like a huge uh, sound system like, you know, that we have sprinkled in throughout the, you know, the city. But um, so I will be seeing it again. But um, yeah, I loved... Um, I actually thought that, uh, yeah, which we discussed was John Hamm. I thought he was fantastic. I really thought that uh, Tom Cruise kind of eased back into the role. Uh, it, it wasn't a huge stretch for him. Um, plus, he is just, you know, completely batshit crazy when it comes to, you know, airplanes and running and, you know, stunts. And, you know, it's, it's widely known that... Uh, you know, the more that uh, Tom Cruise runs in a movie, the more money it grosses. So, um, but uh, yeah, Val Kilmer was um, the what they did with him in the limited amount of you know. Obviously, he's not he can't speak real well due to the throat cancer, but I think they did it perfectly. They sprinkled him in there. And, uh, you know, uh, he looked great. They gave him a fresh haircut, trimmed the eyebrows, <laughs> gave him a fresh shave, you know, cause he, if you saw the documentary, he kind of let yeah. himself kind of go. And, uh, so, but he looked great and then they, they did kind of a voiceover deal, you know, for him. So he could actually speak right at the end of the scene there. That was fantastic to see him. And I, I had heard that he was going to be in the movie, so I was I was pretty uh, excited about that aspect. But as for the supporting cast, I, I think they all knocked it out of the park. I mean, um, you know, a little tidbit that I don't think um, some caught, but if you saw the, the first movie, um, in the beginning... Um, when they're in the, he gets in trouble on, you know, and he's in the Admiral's office and he tells them that, you know, I'm unfortunately I'm going to have to send you to top gun before that. If you catch it, he says, you know, I've had to, you've, you know, done five flybys and you've done, you know, two insubordinate. And then you were caught with the, at one of the Admiral's daughters. And then goose leans over to Maverick and says, was that Penny Sullivan? And Penny is, 
Jennifer Conley's character now in the second one. So if you caught that that little uh, tie-in, I thought that was genius because they the directors obviously took that from the original and produced a, the new character in Penny uh, with Jennifer Conley. So I thought that was just great, great. Yeah, no, I, I'm glad you said that because there was uh, some debate with our, I, I've seen the first one, but it's been a really long time. And so I, I was trying to figure out uh, who Penny was exactly. And uh, anyway, and somebody kind of maybe mentioned that, but I'm glad you cleared that out because yeah. cleared that up because I, uh, it, it was a nice little tie, but also I thought Jennifer Conley was great in it. Um, she's nice usually pretty girl. much good in everything that she, yeah, <laughs> she's pretty much good in everything that she does. So I asked Whitney if, uh, next time she comes and picks me up from somewhere, if she'll stand outside the car and lean against it with her hands in her pocket. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, and that's I'm not expecting that anytime thing. soon. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got to come across the Porsche somehow, a 1980s Porsche. Which was another tie-in to, uh, I think that was a, a slight tribute back to Kelly McGillis with her with her car in the begin in the in the uh, first uh, Top Gun. I think that was a throwback uh, tribute to her, but uh, yeah, it was definitely uh, one of the <laughs> yeah standing up against the car with the with her hands in her pockets like striking the pose. It was. Uh, yeah, it was definitely a uh, kind of an eighties cheese uh, moment, but uh, great nonetheless. Yeah. Well, so. Tom Cruise, I, I know he'll he will keep on making these movies until I think literally an arm falls off or a leg falls off. I thought right. this was a nice closing to the film, but do you think that there will be another Top Gun movie? Or would you like to see uh, another Top Gun movie? I'm going to probably go uh, in the opposite direction and say that I I think this is the perfect close to this franchise. Yeah, you know, unfortunately, you're probably going to, you know, due to the numbers and how much money they made off of this movie, they're probably going to try to, you know, make a, a... you know, a side flick, you know, in regards to featuring, you know, Rooster and all those other characters and make a Top Gun 3 and it's going to nosedive and be, no pun intended, but, uh, and not be a, a real good film. But yeah, I I think as for Tom Cruise and, and this franchise, I think that was just a perfect, uh, you know, cherry on top. And I think they should just let let it go now and you know be done with it i think he's busy enough with all the you know mission impossibles coming out so um yeah and i also got in a, in a conversation in regards to tom cruise too about you know his time and and how that uh, a buddy of mine thought that you know he was one of the the last true um you know, American movie stars out there for his genre type deal and what he does and and that whole 80s to 90s type deal. And we got into that discussion about how he is, uh, you know, if you kind of think about it, he's, he's the last big one left of uh, kind of that action slash, you know, uh, drama filled uh, movie stars, if you will. So but as for the franchise, yeah, yeah I, I think this is the cherry on top. I think, you know, I'd be very happy if they just let it go and, and this would be it. I think this was the perfect sequel. Uh, I'll be so bold as to say this is up there for me anyway, personally. I think this is up there with Empire Strikes Back. I mean, it's up there for me. It's top three, top five for me in sequels. I thought this was... It had everything that you wanted. It had a, a love interest. It had, you know, the action. It had the backstory. Um, it had the 80s cheese that everybody was wanting. So, um, and I think the cinematography was, uh, we haven't seen anything like that before. Um, and the way that they set it up um, and what they had to go through, because I watched some of the, the background stories on, on, um, what they had to do and prepare for to, for this movie. And, and I just, I mean, it's incredible. 
incredible. I mean, Tom Cruise is a madman. He's crazy. So, yeah, that's that's so well said. And I think that this movie, even though I would never say you know it's the Citizen Kane of all movies, but I think the movie theater business will be very thankful for this movie because <laughs> I left it thinking this movie will remind people of why they love going to the movie so much, yeah. and yes. um, they have Tom Cruise. The, Think about uh, to think for that. I, I actually kind of laughed. We walked up when we were walking up. Like I said, Whitney had no idea really much about this movie, and it's just the poster just has Tom Cruise on it. I told Whitney, yeah. I was like, you know, there's actually a lot of fame. There's a lot of famous people in this movie, <laughs> so I don't think he's. I mean, solely what makes this movie great, but uh, there's no doubt about it. As you mentioned, he, whether you like him or not, he he's one of the few names that will draw just a, people will go see a movie just because his name's on it. And yeah. uh, so that's interesting. You know, it's, it's, he's one of the, uh, the bigger draws. I mean, you know, everything outside of the movies, I'm sure everybody's kind of like, yeah, I don't agree with what, you know, his background religion or whatever the Scientology and all that. But outside of that, yeah, just walking in and getting lost for two, two and a half hours in a movie uh, Tom Cruise is one of the best. I mean, the the time and the effort that he puts into his movies, um, and you know, just I mean, the guy has uh, you. I just saw him on Who's the Late Night Guy, James, uh, uh, whatever he is, the the English guy said uh, he asked Gordon. him what. Uh, yes, that's it. Um, asked him the question on how many different licenses he had. And he was like, well, he he rattled off like his pilot license, you know, all these things. I mean, he had, you know, it's just crazy the amount of stuff that he's accomplished. And and another little tidbit into the the Top Gun movie, too, is that that plane at the end that he's working on, um, that old fighter plane, that's actually his plane in real life. Um, Oh, wow. So the one that he takes... uh, Penny up in at, at the end of the movie. That's actually his plane in real life. So, um, yeah, the guy's just, uh, when I say he's a madman, I mean, he's done it all. And the amount of, you know, to do all your stunts and to have, you know, your pilot's license and, you know, being able, riding motorcycles and, you know, uh, high speed chases and, you know, uh, all that. The guy's just a pretty well rounded individual i would say so that, that's what i'm going to do after this conversation is go work on my plane in my backyard and <laughs> yeah. maybe fly around this afternoon <laughs> i'm just hoping jill's watching well, from the inside as i kind of strike that pose as i've got a wrench in my hand yeah <laughs> <laughs> well there's a section of my podcast i like to call movie musings where i'm going to ask you a couple of theoretical questions and Ooh. get your thoughts on them all right. Okay. Movie musings. Bring it on. Okay, you ready for these? I hope okay. So. Who do you think this photographer is who's capturing these moments uh, after the big mission? So there's a still photograph of him and Iceman from the original movie that he, he, he looks at every day, it seems like. And then I noticed at the end, they got it with him and Rooster. So where, who is this elusive photographer and how uh, is this person capturing such great moments? Jerry Bruckheimer, for sure. Uh, Oh, okay. (laughs) No. uh, Yeah. um, You know, probably the, the, uh, I would say one of two people, it's either one of the, uh, the aircraft carrier guys, that uh, are, uh, you know, grounding the planes and, and helping them take off. And or it could be uh, one of the Top Gun guys that just didn't quite make the cut. Uh, really, really good photographer. And do you think <laughs> yeah, he's he like printing it and then giving it to Maverick? Or is Maverick like requesting such, you know, the photograph? <laughs> I'm going to say that I, Maverick I don't think got Ma- it off of social media. Yeah. And just kind of bogarted yeah, yeah, yeah. He, the, he, the photo. Yeah, he doesn't seem like a order at Walgreens type of guy uh, <laughs> no, and go no. pick it up. Okay. Uh, here's the second question I have for you. Why, why do you think beach football is the ultimate team building experience? <clears throat> um, I, I like, I, I like it. I like how it was just the, it just solved all the team issues. 
Yes. They, they all were biting at each other. And he's like, you know what this team needs? Shirtless football. Yeah. Let's oil up and take our shirts off. I feel that this will wash away all the problems that we have in the world. And we might even cure cancer. You don't know. You don't know. Um, <laughs> hey, yeah. Hey, uh, that, that person has abs just like me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here, check out my year and a half uh, rigorous program uh, before this movie so that I can take my shirt off. And yeah, uh, again, one of the, the cheesier, but funny because John Hamm made it, you know, he walks out on the beach and it's like, what the hell's going on here? And totally made light of the situation. And I almost thought, you know, in that scene, I, I was like, uh, is John Hamm going to include himself and, and decide I'm going to, you know, take off my shirt too and run out there? Or is he going to just poo-poo the whole thing and say, get at it, you know, we're done here, get out, go go back to the base, whatever. But uh, it that scene had, uh, I think there was a lot of tribute scenes throughout the movie, like you stated in the beginning of our combo. But, uh, and that was one of them. That was one of them for sure. Yeah, I was, uh, for sure. you know, I think you had too many people for volleyball, so they had to rethink, uh, you know, what, what action uh, contact sport can we go ahead and do? And what better than, you know, football on the beach. So yeah. 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 Um, okay. And my last question for you and I, I, I'm wondering, I bet you've thought about this before, but, uh, what would your call name be? Ooh. Um, oh man, that's a, that's a loaded question. Uh, Reaper. (laughs) It is a loaded question. Yeah. Oh, I'll say Grim Grim Reaper. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, I really appreciated the hangman name and I really liked the font on his helmet and with the missing A's. Nice, nice touch. Nice touch there. Well, um, well, thanks for taking uh, the time out of your busy schedule to talk about this movie. I I knew, I just sensed that you love this movie. So I, I wanted to have you on to talk about it. Yeah, it was, it was great from start to finish. I mean, you know, like I said, I, I put it up there with uh, with some of the greats in regards to sequels, and uh, just everything from start to finish was was fantastic. You had comedy, you had action, you had the love interest, you had the the tributes to the first film. It was uh, and it was star studded. Yeah, there was tons of people in this movie, and uh, great, great movie. And thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Anytime, by the way. Anytime. Hey, no problem. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll have to do this again. So have yeah. a good one. Okay, man. Thank you. All right, see ya. A big thanks to my three guests for coming onto the show. I want to know what you thought of Top Gun Maverick or anything Tom Cruise. You can email us at moviesarelifepod at gmail.com. Also, for movie reviews and past episodes, visit moviesarelife.com, where there you can find all the links to our various social media accounts and podcast streaming platforms. Next week, we will be discussing a movie that most people probably haven't even heard of. It's 2022's Master, and it stars Regina Hall, and is a social thriller that is ripe for good conversation. It's streaming exclusively on Amazon Prime Video, so I encourage you to seek it out before next week's show. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope everybody is having a fun summer.